0: Welcome to the Weekly Rural. I'm Grant Brunner. I'm Roblox. This is episode 749. With us today is Laughlin. It's been a while. Hey, Lachlan. Yeah, hi. <laughs> you thinking about Polish cats?
1: Well, I mean, I do have one right mm. here.
0: Yeah, meow. How, what, what is, right the, what is the, uh, the sound that cats make in Polish? Like, like, in English, we would say meow.
1: Yeah, in Polish, we would say meow.
0: Okay, it's not, it's <laughs> not, it's not cool like like in Japan they would say nya. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I
1: mean, it's spelled differently, but uh, the same thing. Right.
0: The, sa- the sound is the sound is the same. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Uh, Rob, you're you're probably thinking of some British cats.
2: Yeah, I'm thinking of some British cats.
0: Tell tell us about your British
2: cats. Mm-hmm. We've Got some little British cats. Uh, they arrived two days ago. They are called Pepper Cat and Coffee Bean, and oh. they are very gentle babies that's uh oh.
0: delightful what uh so what specifically prompted the the cats all of a sudden
2: uh so i think it's it's been brewing for a while like laura has always wanted pets and i've always been like oh well but it would take so much space like it wouldn't quite fit in da, 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 da. and like i've always thought well if we get we're getting like a proper you know a uh, a headline pet it would be a dog but a dog doesn't particularly fit our lifestyle at the moment they require a lot of constant attention um and we've we've got a lot of friends at the moment who have got cats i think uh looking at my uh board game group there are maybe seven cats to eight people and i've just spent so much time with cats over the last maybe year or so like of, of getting to know all of our friends cats and going oh actually Actually, I think we could we we could have space for a cat in our uh, in our current lifestyle I think that will work quite nice and then well well if we've got one cat then we should have two cats and we I got agree that yeah I barely want the one,
0: let alone let, al- <laughs> let alone let alone the second one. So I'm not I'm not I uh, I'm, I am I'm glad that you're enjoying your your cat lifestyle, Rob. Yeah, um, but barely want the one. I-,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was teaching them to climb today, um, and <laughs> I feel like I've basically opened Pandora's box. But they are managing it, and I'm for one day at least proud of them and then tomorrow they will be (laughs) climbing on everything um couldn't you know it's nice to it's nice to create a demon
0: yeah yep 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 and uh yes certainly the younger cats are where a lot of the a lot of the joy is and where the like you know they're feisty, but a lot of the like older cat bullshit has not happened yet. So yes, you're 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 in a you're in a good spot.
2: Yeah, it's uh, I, I had my first cat on keyboard incident yesterday while I was watching uh, while I was watching YouTube. So that was nice.
0: <laughs> no, and soon it's just gonna the, the cats are just gonna be living there, and you're just like listen. When I send you emails, it's gonna be gibberish. What are you gonna
2: do? <laughs> I mean, now I've got an excuse for the emails being gibberish.
0: That's fair. That is that is completely and uh, totally fair <sighs> for me. Animals. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say uh, geese because it is uh, that it is a it is something of a tradition here when uh, <laughs> that the, the 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 geese uh, fly south for the winter. And um, it is certainly not wintry yet. It's we are we're in the uh, the mid eighties, so I would probably say we're in the high twenties Celsius right now.
3: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Um, so it's not quite wintry weather yet. But I did see some geese flying, and we are in late September now. <laughs> so presumably, <laughs> the cooler weather is is going to come someday.
2: Yeah, they know what's up. Geese are geese are smart.
0: It's um it's it has continued to be hot and my air conditioner continues to run a significant portion of the day,
2: which is um, a huge bummer. Yeah, it's uh, it's finally cooling down around here. We are, uh, yeah, I put on socks before the podcast because my toes are getting chilly. And that means that we are reaching, uh, it means that at least in the UK, global warming's effect on the end of September is less than its effect on the start of September, which yes. I will take what small victories I can. And you also said no free fee. Yes, I did say that. You got to pay for I, those. And then I smothered them in their socks.
0: <laughs> Alrighty, uh, Rob. Uh, Hello. Been, play- been playing some video games?
2: Yeah, I've been playing a lot of Splatoon 3 over the last ooh, week since it came out.
0: So, talk to me. We, we briefly, we briefly touched on it when we were playing some Borderlands, but tell me, tell me, what, like, what about this game is different from Splatoon's one and Splatoon? Um, <laughs> what, what? What what does this do? What are you liking about this? What are you excited about in this iteration?
2: I mean, it's such a tricky thing to describe because like, the main thing that I'm excited about is I've got an excuse to play Splatoon again. And it's one of those things where, although a lot of the reasons that I'm playing um, Splatoon is, what's the way of putting it? Uh, it, There's two different types of uh reward system like i'm not i'm not looking oh i want to get 100% of anything but i'm going oh okay the 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 play itself is good g- If ever I see a YouTube video where someone's used some stock footage of Splatoon, it makes me go, oh, well, I'd quite like to play some Splatoon right now. And right now, not only have I got that, but I have got Splatoon with a whole bunch of new maps. I've got a whole bunch of new stuff, a whole bunch of new systems. So that's all very exciting. Anyway, um, the systems are... the, The best way that I could describe Splatoon 3 is it feels like it has been made by people who have seen what online games are like in the year of our Lord 2022, and they have picked the good bits, as opposed to previous games, which seems like they'd had maybe a an online game described to them on a crumpled up bit of paper that was passed down to them, and they went, yeah, all right, we'll try and make one of them.
0: Yeah, um, they, were re- they were reading video game forums in the late 90s, and they said, oh, that's what online video games would be like.
2: Yeah, what a good idea. <laughs> Let's give it a try. So everything is better in small ways. Um, the app is so much better. Like the app has got all of these cool stats that you can see what percentage of your matches you do this with, what percentage of matches you do that with. Um, you have got um, the lobby. is So the lobby in the previous games, in the Wii U when you had the Wii U gamepad, Um, it had this little arcade game called Squid Jump where you were jumping from platform to platform. Uh, In the second game, it was this absolutely infuriating thing where pressing the buttons on the menu screen just changed the music slightly in a way that was very hard to control the rhythm of. And it actually made you more bored. <laughs> like, I was conscious <laughs> that all I had was this little fidget thing that was meant to be satisfying but wasn't. And it was like, 10 seconds of ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba, ba i am already sick of this. Whereas now, you're going around in the fighting range, you keep like in, in a test firing range, you can see holograms of the other players, you can like run around in a circle with them. It's all those tiny, tiny little things that really, really add up to make something that feels more immediate, that feels quicker. Uh, you can party with friends now you can party and stay in the same team as your friends now it's so easy to find friends who are online it's so easy to uh find new cool things to do there's a there's a card game in there called tabletop battle um and it's one of those things that absolutely they did not need to do it's, you could go the entire game without encountering it once and just, the only thing that you would know is oh I sometimes unlock these things that are these packs of cards in game um, and you could ignore the system if you wanted but it's fun and you want to play the system It's, it's they, and that's one of the things that they do really well is the fun of um, like gachapon mechanics but without having a currency and when I say gachapon um, mechanics I mean there's a literal gachapon machine in Mm. the lobby, next to the bit where you do battles. But it's it's purely based on um, ink turfed in the previous games. It's Mm. purely based on catalogue level whether you can Um, whether you can have a go on it or how much it's going to cost to have a go on it. And it's all of these funny little Skinner boxes on top Mm -hmm. of a game that was already intrinsically fun to play. Um, You've got a little locker that you can customise, and you can see the lockers of everyone else, so you can collect things to put in your locker, and you've got, oh, this this is the weapon that I usually use in Turf War, so I'll put that there, and I'm going to put a sticker on the back of it, and I'm going to put my cool... I'm going to hang my cool cool shirts up in it, or other people will make, like, there are Moai statues from the uh, single-player campaign, and they'll put it in there and make it kiss a little zapfish plushie. There's, like, there's so much whimsy in Splatoon 3 that was above and beyond the whimsy of the previous game, but that feels very much of a piece with it. It feels very much of a piece with the cool retro 90s like you've got a trading card game you've got cool um emotes that you can do when you win the battle it's just it's just splatoon 2 with the fun turned up and that's that's good. cool yeah i
0: I remember you and i got splatoon the original splatoon on the wii u at the same time and like we were friends on nintendo service one of the 18,000 services that never do anything. Yes. Um, and I was like, I played with somebody whose username or, like, display name is Rob. Did I play with Rob? Did I play with this Rob? I don't know. And that was the extent of the multiplayer. Yeah, yeah, In the first game, Or I'm like, did we play together? I don't know. Like, we were friends, and it's like please put us in a lobby
2: (laughs) and in the new one like so there is a new feature which is your splash tag which Uh. is when you start the battle uh it comes up with a little banner that's got like a customizable title like the animal crossing titles where you take the start of one phrase and the end like two words or two short phrases and you Mm. put them together and it's on like a cool background and it's got your name. And your name can be different from your Nintendo Switch name. So mm. I might put like, I don't know. Pepper. I might be C-Life in Nine. it or something like that. But it will still have my, um, if if you are friends with me, it will still have my Switch name that you know me as mm. in there as well. And like all sorts of little things like that that just, it just feels like they've thought, oh, someone's going to try and play this multiplayer. And I'd quite like them to have a good time, please.
0: Yes. Good job. You remembered yeah. that humans play. Uh yeah. what's uh what's the what's a voice chat situation like? Now that you can pair headsets on the switch, do you still have to use the fucking app?
2: Uh I have never used the app. Uh I have only ever used like i have only ever played with friends who I have ways that I would already call right, them Discord with or like, whatever yeah 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 exactly so uh I don't know I don't okay. I don't trust the application to be good because it's it's a weird app it, but
0: I, that was one of the big downsides for for two where it's just like hey we added voice chat and by that we mean if you have a smartphone you can separately <laughs> use your smartphone to do chat.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, in fairness, that is what I end up doing anyway. Um, because I am using, yeah, Skype or whatever. It yeah, might
0: be. but so you don't get to, you don't get to brag about that as a feature, though.
2: No, that's, that's certainly true. <laughs> Ugh,
0: man, like it, it is, it is infuriating because, like, it, historically, it's like, oh man, Splatoon's cool. I kind of wish Nintendo didn't own and operate Splatoon. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs>
0: like if this was done by somebody who was much more competent this would be cooler, but it seems like that like they are at least they're at least learning, which is good.
2: Yeah, and it's so much fun. It's it's really good.
0: I I am tempted, but the the fact that you have to then give them $20 and it's not about the $20 for the one year of thing. It's not it's not about the money. I have $20. Yes. <laughs> it's it's the fact that they want it. And deliver so little is really what yeah. is really, really what gets me.
2: You want them to earn the twenty dollars. Yeah. Like
0: give them. me something good. And they're like, no. <laughs>
2: have you considered just giving us the twenty dollars and we'll go away?
0: Yeah. Or I'm like, well, I guess I'll just not play your game then. I mean,
2: like I mean that's <laughs> this is
0: probably what's gonna end up happening. Like, I'll play your offline games, but man, are your online games not compelling enough for me? Or like like they would be compelling enough if it was if I didn't have to pay you a Like, I would, I would pay the $60 to buy Splatoon 2 and play some Splatoon 2, or I'm sorry, Splatoon 3 and play some Splatoon 3. Um, But, uh, not pay $60 and then pay $20.
2: Yeah, no, I I, I fully agree.
0: Um, but it seems cool. It seems like people have generally across the board thought it's hey, this is pretty neat. Uh, especially like if you skip two or you didn't play one or two, this is gonna fucking knock your socks off. And even if you did play a lot of those, uh, it's still pretty fucking cool.
2: Yeah, it's had an insanely powerful launch in Japan as well. I think it's I think it's the. Fastest selling game of wartime, like in terms of sales numbers, for the first three days for Japan, which is God damn berserk. Yeah, I didn't realize that it was quite that huge.
3: I
0: mean, there have been some pretty big launches in Japan, so that's that is saying something.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Uh, it's not fucking about.
0: No, no, no. Um, I mean, like, I guess it probably just says something for the Switch has been out for five years now and has a huge install base. Yeah. So. Good, 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 good on them. Glad that, glad it's seeing some success. Um, been playing the Switch a fair bit lately. So Nintendo seems to 2022 seems to be a pretty solid year for Nintendo.
2: Agreed, agreed.
0: It also seems like at least, at least the, the single player or the, or I should say like the first party stuff has figured out some stuff to mitigate the aging aspect of the Switch of like, Hey, we're going to use some smart tech tr- techniques to lower the rendering budget Mm -hmm. and so deliver a better experience for you, um, by using some like, you know, uh, rendering at a lower internal resolution and then using like a TAA solution or something like that to, to, to make it look better in the end, uh, but, but make it so it doesn't drop a a shitload of frames. So it, it, it does seem broadly like this has been, this has been good. Nintendo's doing a good job and, I would, it seems like it would make sense for them to announce new hardware maybe next year, but who knows because of, of supply chain stuff. But
2: yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe in time for, uh, Tears of the Kingdom, kingdom. TikTok, Tosk, Tosk, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, yeah, yes, maybe. Uh, that's what lots of people were like, they're going to save the Breath of the Wild 2 for the new hardware. And it's like, no. Why would you do that when you have a bunch of, when you have a bunch of old hardware sold? Yeah. <laughs> like, like you could definitely see them doing a split launch, and then like historically, Nintendo's done a bunch of split launches, um, so you could see that. But uh, yeah, you wouldn't when you can sell to like over well over a hundred million people. <laughs> why wouldn't you do
2: that? Breath of the Wild came out on um, Wii U, and... Wii U, didn't it? Yeah, Yeah. <laughs> yep. oh.
0: And and for a while, so Switch emulation is a lot better now, but for a while there, the best the best way to play Breath of the Wild was on a Wii U emulator on PC.
2: <laughs> we do live in a slightly nutso age.
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, any other games besides Splatoon?
2: Not a huge amount else. I will uh, shout out Ooblets that Laura's been playing a lot of uh, up until the release of yeah. Um which finally came out of uh, Early Access, and it is very good. It remains very silly. It's a very... Um, It's a very ridiculous game where you are, yes, to recap from, goodness, the last time we talked about it it would probably be about three years ago now, uh, maybe just two years ago. It was certainly a long time. It's been been a while. Um, But, yes, it is a game in which it's a farming simulator with Pokemon-like elements um, and a, I guess you would call it a kooky flavor, where um, you like all of the... the, um, the little ooblets, you get their seeds by beating them in the dance battle and then they fart out a little seed and then you plant it on the on your farm and then you will uh, have to water an ooblet and it will come out of the ground and you will have up to, I don't know, maybe eight of them following you around at a time. And it's just a cool, chill time for people who like farming games and Pokemon-like games. And oh, it just looks very nice.
0: It's weird. The, the, the early access stuff, it really feels like it can go one of two ways for a successful for, if you're successful, I mean, you could always be unsuccessful, but if you're successful, it goes one of two ways, which is yeah. one, people like the early access stuff and they just stick with it and they play it the whole time and people like it. But then when it releases w- 1.0, nobody knew is talking about it because it's like all the people who are interested are already playing it and. Happy. Yeah. And then there are like the Hades where it's like you get people, it's, you know, pretty successful. And you get some people play, like talking about it when it when it uh, launches on early access, and then when it comes out when it when it's done, done, people are like, "Holy shit, everybody, this shit is cool."
2: Yeah, and I do feel a little bit bad for Ubisoft that it happened to come out in September 2022, which I think is probably the most saturated month for games in a very, very long time. Um, but it's, it's it's a lovely little game. It's it's doing. I hope it's doing very well for them. Um, they certainly deserve to do pretty well, and it's one of those things as well. But like, we bought it ages ago, so <laughs> it's like nowhere. no, yeah, no, it's basically, no
0: basically free for you. Like, not literally so, but like, listen, that cost was gone a whole long ago. I wrote that off a long time ago, so this is basically a free game to me.
2: Yeah, and we played it to the end of the content that had been made um during the early access period as well. So it's basically like we paid we played and paid for the free demo however mm-hmm. many years ago. And now we got the game. It's like, wow, cool. Sorry, the paid demo a couple of years yes. ago and now we got the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is yeah, it's a pretty good system. On that note, actually, I did forget I briefly paid um Temtem as well, which is the uh the, it's another Pokemon clone game, which was the big one um that came to PS4. I can't remember Sound, that sounds right that
0: sounds right
2: came to PS something in PA and um, in early access a couple of well probably about a year ago or so now and that was one where when it released like Polygon had like a whole section on Temtem FAQs how do I find I they feel basically- like
0: you were I feel like you were on vacation or something like you were I feel like when Temtem hit I'm like oh the Pokemon correspondent is not here and so like there was like a whole week where people were n- doing nothing but talking about Temtem. And I'm like, one day I'm gonna talk to Rob about Temtem.
2: <laughs> yeah, today's the day.
0: And uh and then I feel like it was it was hot and heavy and then nothing.
2: Yeah, and it came out in the last couple of weeks and you absolutely would not guess. Um it's it's certainly seemed busy. Like so the I guess the thing that was Uh, the usp of temtem when they were announcing it was a well yeah two usps the first was that they were going hey we're going to make a pokemon game that has the things that you liked from the early pokemon games and doesn't have the things that you don't like from the late pokemon games and also has been played like someone from the year 2022 has made it um and what if game
0: freak wasn't making a wasn't making the pokemon game exactly yes
2: and it was also answering the question b well wouldn't an mmo pokemon game be cool imagine exploring a world where the trainers are actual people and you can hang about with your friends and wow woo, 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 woo. and i think um having played a little bit of temtem because it had again the unfortunate uh, scheduling of i think i downloaded it uh, the day before Splatoon came out so i was like well you know what if i get sucked into splatoon which i was 98 percent sure that i would um at least i will have had oh yeah temtem that was cool i should go back to that in my head if i vibe with it um and so far i've not massively vibed with it i think what i have learned to some extent is um the mmo pokemon game idea is something that sounded cool to me maybe when I spent a little bit more time online when I was more of a more of an internet person when I was like 13 or so and it's one of those things where you think like i don't know if you're a kid you might go wow well, i want to be an astronaut someday and m- maybe when you're 32 you still got in your head like if someone offered you astronaut like lessons you go oh yeah i, I really want to Yeah dance. of course like, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm i have astronaut bones of course yes. yes and then and then you'd go for the astronaut lesson. you go oh like, no, no actually, turns this out this sucks yeah and all of the MMO stuff, like seeing other people in my Pokemon game, I was like, you guys can fuck right off. I, yeah, like, fuck I'm off. Get out of my thing. game. <laughs> yeah. I just These are my Pokemon. Pokemon game. I re- I, yeah, I realized that this was a childhood dream that I had long... S- well, that I had longer stopped assessing whether it was a good thing or no. And I went, oh, right, yeah. <laughs> other people... Not so interested in you. I wouldn't mind a four-player or so Pokemon game, but weirdly, that's what Pokemon are putting out this uh, this winter.
0: Well, I think the thing that we have that we have like learned in game dev is that MMO people want MMOs, and no one else ever wants an MMO.
3: Yes, yes,
0: Uh, it's it's, debatable. Well, but the thing is, like, the people who like MMOs are already going to be playing an MMO. They're already, they've selected themselves in, they say, yes, please, we like you, MMO. And then the rest of society says, no thanks, I'm good. Um, who do you know that likes MMOs that isn't playing an MMO?
1: My boyfriend.
0: <laughs> doesn't. He, he's not playing anything? Yeah. You got to get him on that Final Fantasy 14
2: tip. Get him no. on the Tim Tim train. <laughs>
1: I'm no, I'm I'm playing well and he uh, tried to getting back again. But he decided that since he works in really crazy chef, right? Yeah. Uh, he, he can like go full in. Mm-hmm. So he decided to drop it and just leave it since He's got to he get really into playing dedicate with people. Himself only, so.
0: You gotta get really into playing with people in weird time zones, in time, some time zone that is that doesn't speak we, we, Polish. We
1: are in a Polish guild you know, on European servers that operates on our time, so probably not.
0: He's got to get on like uh, on like South Korean servers or something.
1: Uh, no, that's crazy. Uh, <laughs> like, you don't mess with the Koreans. They
0: they take their MMO seriously. Yes,
1: yeah, they they take it so seriously. Oh my gosh.
0: Um, Rob, any other th- any other games before we games. we move on to Laughlin?
1: I can't remember
2: There's nothing that I remember. Re- Nothing that I think I've got outstanding that I didn't talk about last time, so... Well,
0: that's good. You've got some games to come, like, when uh, the holidays hit. You've got some, like, oh, I guess I'll put some time into Ooblets and Temtem.
2: And Return to Monkey Island at some stage, although I'm sure we'll come into that uh, We'll definitely talk later. about
0: that uh, a little bit later. Uh, Lothlin, what what games have you been playing? It's been a while. Yeah,
1: I've been playing WoW. Well.
0: Just all WoW all the time? Pretty much. Are oh, no, you on Classic still?
1: No, no, I mean, I tried Classic because the the thing, uh, Wrath of the Lich King is uh, almost out, and they um, they have this thing right now where you if you play through the um, Death Knight starting uh, experience, mm-hmm. because it is an experience more than Zone, it's... Mm-hmm. Actually, the, the the first like fully developed story zone that you play through it, it it is a fantastic starting uh, place for uh, decay. Um, if you do that on a classic server, then you get a mount in a retail version. Huh. Uh, I did that. I main decay these days actually, and I'm um, a tank. <laughs> it's
3: okay. That I, sounds good.
1: Yeah, I changed because I wasn't really good at um, my. Character that I made. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I have no idea, but it was unpleasant. But oh, my guild needed um, a tank, so I am a tank now.
0: You <laughs> you stay in tanking. Um, yes, what, 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 what were your thoughts on on Dragonflight? Because it's not it's not out yet, but I I, I heard some like I don't know. I, I think I like my understanding is that the the early reception that when it was announced was mostly negative?
1: No. Oh. Uh, well, I mean, it was pretty heavily um, affected, the reception of it, um, by what was going on with Blizzard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they are actually getting better about this stuff, I think, so... Uh, yeah, since they were bought by Microsoft, pretty much, and they made like Bobby Kotick just slither back to his den and shut the fuck up already. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, the the things coming out of uh, beta because they're deep in beta right now, the Dragonflight, mm. they are overwhelmingly positive, really, mm. uh, in the in the community. The 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 things that people were um, Bitching about since cataclysm. A catac- mm, no. Shadowlands. Oh, okay. We are not going to talk about that, like at all. Okay. <laughs> um. Thanks. Uh, not great in Shadowlands, really. Um, I mean, this this current season is is pretty good. Uh, mm. I'm enjoying myself, mm. but uh, the the lore, the everything, not great. Um, the, the thing that bothered people so much was the borrowed power concept. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to explain?
0: Um, if you find it interesting, then go ahead. But I, I yeah, don't I, really,
1: I find it interesting. Okay. okay. So, um, since, um, uh, there were like hints of it. It started really in, um, uh, Warlords of Draenor where you had, um, a borrowed power, basically. So uh, there were additional systems in place that you had to level through to get um, better gear, better powers, like improve your character. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it the, be- the best implementation of it was in Legion, uh, where you had, um, at the very start of the expansion, you get uh, legendary weapons that you go through the whole expansion with and you just level them up. Mm. Uh, And actually the Legion was a a fantastic uh, expansion, and uh, how they implemented the legendary weapons was also uh, good, mostly. Mm. Uh, However, then they decided that this, oh, well it worked so well, then this is probably what people wanted, and since then, every next expansion contained um, more like borrowed power. What you have to, you get a fancy necklace that you have to level up to get some awesome powers, and then you have the whole covenant system in um, and legendary crafted legendary items in Shadowlands, and they went all out in it, and it's. It feels awful,
0: really. It's kind of like light level in, in Destiny, where it's it isn't just like it isn't just your stats. It's much more about like okay, well, what are your weapon stats? What are your accessory stats, et cetera, et cetera.
1: Yeah, and co- combine that with um, w- with what they did to talent trees, which is they severely limited them, and mm. what they. Um, they can do builds that you can do with them. It doesn't feel great. No. But uh, there is no such um, system in Dragonflight. People are very happy about that. The more expansive and varied um, talent trees that people were asking for back mm-hmm. uh, because they, they were uh, the, there were very big and complicated talent trees in. From Vanilla to Wrath of the Lich King. They um, cut them out completely in Cataclysm and changed them. And the, the fun things, the, 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 the really fun um, talent trees are back in Dragonflight. Mm. Uh, they have this system called Dragonflight, which is very, very cool. It's a mobility thing uh, where you fly around on a dragon, and it's awesome. Yeah.
0: says what uh, it is. It- <laughs> it says it on the tin right You fly like a dragon there you go right there
1: uh, yeah pretty much <laughs> but uh, no uh, the, mm, what i see on youtube and uh, commentaries from people uh that that have access to had the access to alpha and now have access to uh, beta they were overwhelmingly positive about the mm-hmm. uh, even they even went because it's an active system of uh, travel. You have to actually navigate and make the dragon faster or slower or stuff like that. It it has physics in it. Mm-hmm. It's very very cool.
0: Yeah, because so. I know I know that like when my co- I I never really played WoW to any large extent. Like I I've I've dabbled, but it's not like I ever put any meaningful time yeah. to it. When my when my cousin was playing it really heavy when it came out, he I know the, uh, and I I don't know what expand like I don't know if it was vanilla or if it was in you know some expansions in but it -hmm. would just be like hey I need to get across the world map and he would just get on some like (laughs) like flying bus basically and it would be like guess I'm gonna sit here for fucking 15 minutes (laughs)
1: Oh yeah, well you have the flight paths, which is you you have you take a taxi and it flies you, mm-hmm. and then you have flying mounts where you steer and fly. Mm-hmm. Those are a little slower than the flight paths, but um, not everybody can fly, right? right? You only get to have fast flying from level forty, and there mm-hmm. are sixty of those, so. and flight path you get instantly, basically if you know, yeah. Anyway, I just remember.
0: Uh, I just remember that he like would spend. There was a significant amount of his time spent playing was just like staring at the screen doing nothing.
1: Yeah, because they wanted to show off the very pretty environments that they built, mm-hmm. and for for the time they were very very pretty and overhauled now and much much nicer. But never Ma- mind. I
0: have I have a nephew who was born the year that WoW came out, and he he is <laughs> yeah. now eighteen.
1: Yeah. Uh, the uh, anniversary is uh, approaching, and there's always a, an in-game event for that. Well, so, so anyway, the dra- dragon flying system is well; it actually does uh, have elements of physics, and uh, you have to be—it's interactive, like I said, and engaging. You can like fly very, very fast and dive, and and like gain speed to like do leaps and shit. It's awesome, mm. <laughs> absolutely. When I saw the, the the videos of it, it's absolutely awesome. Anyway, uh, what I like the most about that, the they there are lots of people with you know uh, they, they ha- that have limited ability uh, of some sort to, and they play WoW. Well. Uh, I know of several blind people who play WoW, well, right? Mm-hmm. But. Since dragon uh, flying is uh, an active uh, like that, there, there were concerns about, uh, well, what am I going to do? I move about by following my friends. Mm-hmm. And dragonfly doesn't allow that. Well, it does now. That's good. And I was blown away by what what they decided to do about it. Basically, uh, you, if you want to follow someone who is flying on a dragon... Your character t- t- uh, turns into a like a whelp, which is a baby dragon, and mm. just follows you. Okay,
2: that's it's, very cute.
1: <laughs> this is very, very cute and actually amazing. And I was so happy to hear that.
0: That's good. I mean, like that seems like a smart way to to handle that that uh, that issue.
1: Yeah, and allows accessibility of people who might not be able to enjoy it otherwise.
0: I mean, I, and it it makes a ton of sense to me that that people who who can't see would benefit from like a game that, like wow who that is set up like wow like given the proper uh, accessibility options like okay yes like you have people you're talking to friends if you need to be slightly positioned differently hopefully the game would have things to tell you okay hey you're in you're in this like AOE or you're not in this AOE but even oh, if yeah. e- even when they even if that is not doesn't give you like everything you need, you're with friends who so they could be like, hey, move back a little bit, and like you it, it, it makes a lot of sense that that people who would who are blind or visually impaired in some way would really really benefit from from something like a like a massively multiplayer online game.
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely, and also there uh, for a while there's uh, plenty of add-ons that allow uh, that uh, to happen.
0: Uh, right, like to, like like they're announcing like like you're in the your
1: announcements, uh, and voice cues if mm. something happens. Uh, there are add-ons for um, visually impaired people to still play and enjoy themselves.
0: Definitely. I mean, this last 10 years, I would say, have been huge in accessibility in games. Like, one, having much better standards and much better, like, equipment, like, literal physical controllers for people to play with, and then two, the video games are being developed by people who are like, oh, we need to make sure that we make this as accessible as we can. Like, make it so the most number of people can play this.
1: Yeah, uh, and I was actually very impressed by how uh, well went that way Uh, and uh, how many quality of life and accessibility options there there are available these days. Uh, Because it it started with a really shitty colorblind mode and now you can actually have an item that's like, I... I don't get seasick. I get, but I get motion sickness, mm-hmm. and it triggers my migraines also. Mm-hmm. And there are a couple of spots, uh, a couple of uh, instances, especially like dungeons and raids in in WoW that are very heavy on the on the motion uh, in the background. That it can trigger, um, it, it can trigger my migraines. It can trigger motion sickness and puking and. Uh, even sometimes um, uh, ep- epilepsy seizures, Ugh. and they uh, actually put in an item that would like disable this shit. Mm-hmm. Because good. you could you couldn't do it with uh, options, um, just just options in the game. No, but there is an item now that would allow you to turn that shit off, and I've been using it, and it's a huge difference. Good.
0: Uh, any other games you've been playing?
1: Um, well, I did play a little of Papers, Please.
0: Oh, okay, How, you, uh, is this your first time playing Papers,
1: Please? Uh, no, no, no. Okay, uh, it's it's not. I've I played it before, and I loved it, and uh, now I I played it again because uh, I, I I've seen um. Uh, I, I, I there, there's a YouTuber that I watch and he usually does uh, like trivia and factual things like biographies and, and there's even a um, you know what, never mind, he did a playthrough of Papers, Please mm-hmm. and I was a little annoyed by uh, <laughs> what he was doing there uh-huh. and I decided to <laughs> this is not how I did the thing <laughs> and I decided to play it again yeah.
0: Good. That game that game is good. Lucas Pope made some pretty good games.
1: Yeah, it is a very good game. If if you don't remember what it is, it's you are a a guy on the border checking passports. Yeah. In a communist country.
0: Yeah, it's very it's very much coded. Like this is it's it's all fictional but it's very much coded as this is Eastern Bloc. This is this is very much like during the Soviet Union type of type of deal, but all the everything is all the countries and stuff is are are fictional.
1: I think home. Yeah. For me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure.
1: Yeah.
0: Um so that's cool. Also, uh, just, I just I I don't have much to say except that like um Uh, The Sims 4 is going free-to-play, and that makes so much sense to me, because so much of their business model is, hey, buy these various add-ons and expansions, Um, making the base game just straight-up free makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah, uh, vanilla Sims 4 right now is pretty full with features and stuff that does not impair your enjoyment of the game, like, at all. Uh, and, yeah. <laughs> However, the, the reason that they are going free-to-play right now is because Season 5, is, uh, I mean, not Season, but Sims 5, is soon approaching. They uh, kind of teased it already, so, yeah. I, 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 so, I, I, honestly, honestly
0: I wouldn't be surprised if Sims 5 is free-to-play. Like, it, Like, it would make a lot of sense that you would just get a huge huge user base, and then you just know that tons of these people are going to be buying every add-on you sell.
1: Uh, That is a big possibility. However, this is EA we're talking about, and uh, as much as I would like them to do exactly what you think, um, Mm -hmm. what you said, I... I don't that, really believe that's going to happen because
0: EA. yeah. I mean, like it is. It is hard to say. What if you gave us sixty dollars? <laughs> it's, it's hard to. It's hard to say. Well, we could have sixty dollars from them instead of zero dollars. Uh, I, I I get that, but man, it, it, The Sims just makes so much sense to me as a free to play model. Like so, mm-hmm. p- any, but you spend any time in Sims, and it's like. How, Hey, person who's played the sims for five years or whatever however long uh how many expansions are like don't ask me don't you don't want to know you don't want to know how much i've spent on expansions
1: yeah don't ask me
0: (laughs) so i i i i I think it would make a lot of sense if they did that but we'll see uh and and in any case hey you can play sims for for free for zero dollars now so why not it's a it's a cool game sims 4 good game
1: it is uh it is a good game and obviously there are people in the Sims fandom that have their reservations, but I've been enjoying it for a very long time now. And yeah, yeah if it's free now, then there's literally nothing stopping you for trying. basically.
0: Yep. Absolutely. <sighs> Um, I've been playing some video games. One, I wrapped up Ghostwire Tokyo. I had put it down because it it came out in that big first part of the year where there were lots of lots of things going out. Um, so I had I put probably like 15 hours into it, um and then I had paused and then played other things and then I went back to it and I wrapped it up. Uh and my overall thoughts are the main story is whatever, like it's it's fine, but it doesn't it's not doing anything in particular, but all of my time spent in the open world doing open world shit. Um, fantastic. Great. Um, I think it's a great looking game. I think that the, the combat is not exceptionally deep but it is fun it feels good to play um i think the animations are extremely good like man you should just if you don't even want to play ghostwire tokyo i recommend you just go look at some footage of them doing hand animation shit and it's best hand animation of the year ghostwire tokyo let me tell you um i think that the side stuff is good the the open stuff is good i like like clearing the map going and finding uh, the tanukis in, in the world, delightful. Uh, you, there's a bunch of shibas that you go and you meet. You can pet them. You can, f- you can feed them some food, some, some dog food, and they'll, they'll dig up little secrets for you. The cats, uh, so they so the, it's, the game opens with people, b- with basically like all of this area of Japan being like raptured. Um, <laughs> and so all of the, the store, the shop owners, the shop operators are all floating cats. So that's cool. Um, Ghostwire Tokyo, it's good. Um, I would recommend people try it. If they, if they, if you like open world games, if you like, hey, I want to go explore a spooky, uh, uh, Tokyo, uh, hey, maybe play Ghostwire Tokyo. It's pretty cool. Um, it's also been on, it's been on deep discount in lots of places. And also, probably you know, I wouldn't be surprised if the middle of next year it was on Game Pass because that's when the PlayStation console exclusivity uh, would, would would presumably end. We don't, you know, obviously we, I don't know what the contracts are, but Deathloop is coming; it, it, it is is about to expire and and come to Game Pass. So you can probably assume it's about a year, somewhere around there. So if you want to wait, you can definitely wait and just play it when it comes to Game Pass. But I have seen it for like twenty bucks, so it's it. it, it it is available uh and i think it's pretty neat and i i hope that um they're able to iterate and do more cool stuff with it because this definitely seems like they had some good ideas and then like if they had more time to develop them it could be even better so thumbs up ghost Warrior tokyo um and
2: uh you know if you want to wait then wait uh, the I've been, other game, uh, uh oh sorry I've, go ahead. I've, I've, I've been curious about ghost Bar tokyo for quite a long time and it, it, my curiosity has been almost 100 percent vibes based mm-hmm. um which to me the fact that you're saying that the open world stuff is where it shines is perfect because that's the bit which says to me it's just gameplay where you interact with the vibe as opposed to like necessarily following a critical path like that's that sounds absolutely ideal
0: yeah, I think if you played that game and you only did the critical path, you would be like, "This is extremely disappointing."
2: Yeah, yeah, I think I think my interest in uh, Stray was relatively vibes based as well, um, and it, as you say, Stray is fairly short, and you didn't you didn't vibe with the gameplay that much. And well, the, let me
0: tell you, the first like two hours of Stray, two or three, two, two to three hours of Stray, I think, are pretty great, and then okay. the second. Th- 30 minutes, 30 hours, the second three hours of Stray, less good. Okay. Be- because all of the, like, the the part where you're, like, hanging out in a city and you're talking to sad robots, that's all in that first, like, two to three hours.
2: <laughs> right, right, right.
0: And then the game becomes, like, a stealth game. It, it becomes, like, a chase game and a stealth game, and they ask you to do more platforming stuff, and I'm like, the part where this becomes more video gamey is bad. <laughs> And the part where it was, you're a cat, you're having good cat time talking to sad robots, then that, I was, I was all about that. If that, if that game had stopped in the first half, like if it was, if it was half that game, I would be all about Stray, but it doesn't. I- and I'm uh, uh, pretty mad about Stray. <laughs> <sighs> I, I think that you, I think that like it depends, it depends on your like budget, depends on your, your money situation. I would probably recommend like, you know, uh, depending on how you feel about the the stuff but if you just wanted to hang out in that first part of stray I think you'd be do you would have a pretty good time
2: mm-hmm. how much is stray these days
0: I don't know I don't remember uh, I, I don't know let's see let's 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 look together and see um the right. what the what the cost of stray is it's probably twenty five bucks if I had if I had, my guess is twenty five bucks let's see what the steam the cost on steam is it is. Um, thirty dollars, twenty nine
2: ninety nine. Ooh, that's a little on the on the steep end. But
0: presumably, you could put it in your wish list and then wait for uh, uh like the the Christmas sale.
2: Yeah, honestly, I'm not in the market for a new game right now. I've got far more than I know what to do with. So,
0: yeah, yeah I think it's, it is definitely one of those games where you just stick it on your wish list and then when shit goes on sale, you go, yeah, I'll pay ten dollars to dick around for. A few hours.
2: This stray o'clock. Yeah,
0: uh, I think that's probably. I, I think you'll probably. You would probably have a good time. I do. I do. I do think that it is, it is weird because it opens really well. And so lots of people had lots of good things to say about it, you, me included. And then it's like, okay, well, what about the rest of the game? And it's like, no, 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 <laughs> no, thank you. I think that this is bad. I think you did a bad job in the end, the back half of your game. Um, you know, listen, stray. It's not bad, but it is frustrating towards the end. Uh, I've also been playing Immortality. So, if Mm -hmm. you've never played a Sam Barlow game, then this might sound a bit confusing. The credits have popped. So, I have seen credits. But I still don't really have a great idea about what's going on. Okay. Um, so there's, there's lots of stuff I still have to see. Um, I have seen basically like enough of the big beats that it's like, okay, we, you have seen the big beats. Here's credits, here, credits roll. Um, but I would describe it as if the game was a large, uh, jigsaw puzzle, I have assembled like, six or seven big pieces of the puzzle, like I, mm-hmm. I have sections completed, but I don't quite know how to get them all
2: to combine yet. Right. So it's like you've got a you've got a rudimentary understanding of the text. You know what the story is, but you don't understand the why, is is that is that roughly? Yeah. Or, or like yeah.
0: like there's lots of like in like, okay, this thing happens. I don't know entirely why this thing happens. Or like how how does this person get from this state to that state. Mm -hmm. Like, I know that, I know that they are, they were in point A and I know they are in point C. What the fuck happened in point B?
2: Right, yes, yes.
0: Um, is for a lot of things. Um, I, I, I could give you, I'm not going to because I think you should probably just experience it uh, all on your own. I could give you like a rough outline of the plot and be, you know, I could I, I would be able to give it to you. But I do think that there is a lot of like nitty gritty stuff that I have not seen that will make it come into much better focus as I continue playing. Right, Um. Right, right. I will say that they do an excellent job um, f- making the footage from three different, very different movies. Like, you know, obviously these are movies that are made up. They're not, it's not footage from reality. They do, they basically make three movies that from different time periods from like the late uh, 60s to the early 70s and then the late 90s there's three movies that you're kind of watching footage of and then you're watching a bunch of behind the scenes footage as well from those from those time periods um they do an excellent job um like mimicking those the, like the aesthetics and also mimicking the vibes uh, all that stuff is great i will say that not necessarily not necessarily aesthetically but in terms of vibe that this is very much twin peaks the return like this is there, there is definitely some some initial twins peak stuff of like there's mystery that's kind of like you're, you're kind of a detective like you're in the role of it like not there's no narrative about who you are in the game as far as i can tell mm-hmm. but um You're trying to you're trying to figure it out. You're trying to piece the things together. So there's definitely the like there's a mystery. The the, like the the prompt is like who is uh Marissa Marcel? What happened to her? Like what what why why did she make these movies and they didn't come out? Like Mm. what 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 the fuck happened here? Like that is the very that's the starting premise. And then things get weirder. Things get things get much more Twin Peaks: The Return. E okay. <laughs> so, um, that's, that is, that is a great, I would, I am having a great time in Immortality. Uh, I've not, again, I have not finished it, but I, I would say of the, of the Sam Barlow games that i play which would be her story, uh telling lies and immortality. I would currently rank them immortality number 1, her story number 2, telling lies number 3.
2: Oh man, you really enjoyed the first two as well. So, that's, yes,
0: uh... I like I like her story quite a bit. I like telling lies quite a bit. I like her story slightly more than I like telling lies and I think immortality is is better. Um, it's more interesting. It's, it's bigger. It does, like, the, 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 it's a bigger swing. And I think that they, they pretty much have nailed it. Um, you know, there's obviously, there's more to go. Uh, but if you want to say Grant rolled credits, so he's done, then I, then I, the, if, if rolling credits is, is the threshold, then I have, I've seen credits, but there's, there's still a lot more to go. And, uh, it's on Game Pass. So if you have Game Pass, you can just play Immortality. It's also, um, They're partnering with Netflix to put it out on mobile. So if you're a Netflix subscriber, uh, soon it will be on Android and iOS. Uh, via touchscreen, so you can also play it that way. Um, they want you to play this game. It uh, turns out they said, "They said, what do we have to do to get people to have this game in front of them?" Um, I would probably recommend playing with a controller. Uh, I have seen people talking about that. There's been a bit of a discourse about it. I think the consensus is controller, and I would probably agree with that. I think it would be fine on on a a, uh, a mouse, but um, there's a lot of uh, rumbling that's pretty important in the game. That you would Mm -hmm. only get via, like, sound stabs, uh, on, on, if you didn't have Rumble. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's also the the interface is a little bit, the interface is very different than the way it operated in the previous two games, where you were typing and searching in a database. You're clicking on items, like, you're like, hey, there's a lamp here. I'm going to click on the lamp, or I'm going to click on, I'm going to click on this person's face um and you do that with you know obviously like your sticks or your, your plate with a mouse um i think it, it's probably it's probably slightly better with a controller but i think you you'd be fine on a touchscreen and you'd be fine on the mouse as well i don't think that you would be um having a terrible time i just think that the controller is probably slightly better it's
2: um, a slightly tangential question has anyone ever used uh, a mobile phone's vibrate feature to replicate the rumble of the game
0: I do not, not think that So I think that it is complicated because I want to say on the on the iOS side Apple regulates how you can use the vibration.
2: Right, I see, yes.
0: So on Android, it's probably more like, you can do whatever you want. Who cares? Um, but I do want to say that there is at least some amount of, you can't do this. You can't do that. Um, you might be able to use it in certain situations, but I do think that they are pretty restrictive on, on what they allow people to do. Right. 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 That makes, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, immortality. I, I would, I would recommend it. And, and obviously these are all completely separate. Like her story and telling lies. These are all entirely separate stories that are not, don't interact with each other. You can play them in any order. It doesn't matter. You don't need to play one before the other. Um, but immortality, uh, as it stands, I think is going to be, is going to rank pretty high on my, on my end of year list.
2: Nice. Wonderful.
0: Um, another game that I, I, I had wanted to play and had, I don't know. There was other stuff going on at the time. I want to say, what was going on? Maybe maybe it was Saints Row was launching at the same time, something along that. Um, but As Dusk Falls is these are former Quantic Dream people. They made their own studio, and this is I think published by Xbox Game Studios. So they basically like whatever signed a contract for with Xbox to put it out on PC and Xbox. And this is a game that is that is doing a lot of the the decision branching. That you, we've seen in Quantic Dream games, like especially something like, um, Detroit Become Human. You see it like where they, they specifically like draw out the, like the, the map, the decision map at the end. They're doing that in this game as well. Um, this is a very stylized rotoscope and it's told kind of like a a motion comic, but. (laughs) It's in a weird place where I think it has too many frames and not enough frames. <laughs> like, if it was a motion comic where things are mostly static and then you see like one element sliding around or something like that, it would be better. Or if it was just a regular-ass animation where you just see people moving around the screen um, at a normal frame rate then I think that would be fine. What they currently have is this weird in-between where if somebody is walking, they will just, like, have somebody, like, here they are, and then here they are, uh, like, <laughs> one-fifth of the way, two-fifths of the way, three-fifths of the way, four-fifths of the way, five-fifths of the way. Um And it looks bad. I think it looks bad. <laughs> I think I I don't love the way the game, like, I don't love the art style of this, like, highly like posterized um southwest aesthetic doesn't do it for me and then i think that their choices on how to animate like you they're they're clearly it's like a budgetary thing like if we do it like this we don't have to pay animators to to like fully animate this thing i get it i understand but um i feel like if they had gone uh more subtle or less subtle it would be better and where they landed really fucking irritates
2: me (laughs) Yeah, I remember seeing this one trailed, and I was slightly like, I, I, I found the style a bit off-putting at the time, and I had the impression that oh, that's probably the kind of thing that you would get used to after a couple of uh, after a couple of hours playing it, and I guess, I guess, nope. Well, so I,
0: I probably put, I probably put about ninety minutes. So I played through the first chapter. Um, there's, uh, my understanding is there's six chapters, and I want to finish it, because it's not that long. It's fundamentally, it's not that long of a game. Um, I do want to finish it, um, but I will say, based on that first chapter, uh, I'm not loving it. (laughs) Um, I don't think, like, yeah, you make choices, but I don't feel like I like the choices, and I feel very railroaded. Like, it's very much, they have this, uh, they have an idea of how they want this to play out and you can make some slight tweaks on like how that plays out or like does this specific thing succeed or fail or whatever but um, nothing about like it very much seems like they have not learned or were unable to execute on things you might have learned after making a game for Quantic Dream (laughs) that like if this game had come out in the late aughts or early 2010s this would probably wow a lot more people, probably me included, but the idea that there are just decisions to make doesn't do much for me. Like, okay, but, like, what are you doing with the decision-making mechanic? Like, what, what kind of decisions am I allowed to make? Like, what is the world state? Like, what can you do? Doesn't seem that interesting to me, personally. Like... Do you want to be a dick for no reason, or do you not want to be a dick? Oh, you don't want to be a dick? Okay,
2: cool. It's one of those ones that looks like it has the vibe of a game that you would vibe with, but mm-hmm. yeah, it doesn't quite, doesn't quite coalesce. Kind of was last, as well. I always, was talking yeah, trailers.
0: I don't think it, I don't think it gets to there. Um... I, I, will continue on and listen, maybe they turn it around. Maybe that, maybe the the first, the, the intro thing is the first thing they worked on and maybe the rest of the game's great. That's possible. Um, I've, I've had a bad time with the game and it's turned around. Um, so maybe it'll be better, but that's where I am with us, as us falls after completing the first chapter is like,
2: eh, inverted stray.
0: Yeah, not. Also, As Dusk Falls, I, we talked about this briefly, Rob, uh, when we were on a, a Borderlands recording. Um, As Dusk Falls is the least memorable name I have ever heard in my life.
2: Every time you mention it, it takes me a little moment to go, which one is that? And then you describe the off-putting animation, and i like, ah, yes. <laughs> you, you, you know, the one that looks bad?
0: That game that looks bad? Um, Yeah, it's As Dusk Falls. Um, that game that sounds bad? <laughs> uh, Yeah, As Dusk Falls. Uh, You know, it's a, I wouldn't I, I have a miserable time. I want to make it clear. Like, I wasn't like, ugh. I hate this, but it's like I'm not. I'm not impressed. What, you're, what you have, what you have showed me so far, not that impressive. Um, the last video game that I want to talk about, um, Return to Monkey Island. Fucking thir- over thirty years later, Ron Gilbert put out another fucking Monkey Island game.
2: I was two when Monkey Island Two came out. Wow, I'm now thirty two.
0: It's a, it's, it's, it's pretty fucking wild. Um, and it, it feels pretty good. Like, it's, it is nice to see, like, the Ron Gilberts, the Gary Winnick's, the, the Dave Grossmans, the Tim Chafers that were, you know, like, these people shaped the games that I was playing when I was a kid. To see them 30 years later still like, if like knocking home run, knocking out home runs or at least like they're getting on base, like they're putting, they're putting out games that are pretty good. And like, listen, obviously it takes multiple people to make games, especially like the bigger, more complicated ones. It's not like. It's not like Tim Schafer is the one who made Psychonauts 2. He's part of a team that made Psychonauts 2. Blah, 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 blah. That's all true. But it's it's just, like, really nice to see that these people who, who played a large role in things from your childhood, decades later, they still
2: got what it takes. Yeah, yeah, they're still they're still entertaining the same way they did during your childhood.
0: Yeah, and it also is like in in a, in a time period where I'm just like incessantly reminded of my own mortality. Where it's like, all right, listen,
2: I've got some time. Yeah, no, absolutely, and. Also, in a period where it feels like uh, more than ever, the people yeah. who we enjoyed the works of as children are problematic. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, oh, great. Uh, and, and which is it. not to say that like those
0: people have never done or said anything problematic, but they probably have. That's how humans are. But uh, nothing, certainly nothing. Uh, they've they've at least learned to shut the fuck up enough that I don't have a problem with them.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, so they said, "Huh." It, it, like, assuming that they have some problematic politics, some bad politics, they have said, what if I kept that to myself? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, pretty strong, in, as far as I'm concerned. I Agreed. Yeah. Hey, J.K. Rowling, what if you learned uh, the, the shut the fuck up strategy?
1: <laughs> it's I'm, quite I'm very challenge. much like
0: that. Uh, hey, uh, hmm, I have some thoughts about people. And you go, mm, I'm going to shut the fuck up, and then people will buy my stuff. Um, but yeah, so I, I, uh, it came out today. Return of, Return to Monkey Island came out. I want to say it came out noonish here. So I have not, I have not played it. I booted it up while I was having some lunch. And they have a little, it's a little, they call it a storybook. I don't know, a scrapbook. And that is just like a recap, like very loose recap of Monkey Islands one through two, as told by Guybrush. And, uh, it's nice. It, I think that I'm on record as not loving the the art style. Yeah, I yeah. think it works totally fine. I don't. I don't. I'm not. I'm not in love with it. But I think it so far of what I have
2: seen, it does the job. I presume it. Uh, I presume it has a visual element to the scrapbook where they're oh, see yes, yes. some of the, the some of the old older moments in the in the new style. Is that dissonant? Is that weird? Or is that just, no? Nope.
0: Just it's fine because um, it's like here's a picture. Here's like here's a uh uh like here's a rag um i'm not gonna i don't want to i don't want to get too much into it but like here's the thing like no i think it all works fine because it's not it's not like here's a, it's not like here's a screenshot that we redid in our new engine it's like here's a stylized like in-world picture of a, of an event right, right 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 yeah uh which is a little bit weird because like a picture in pirate time it's a little like i don't know what that means <laughs> <laughs> um i, I, I guess you the, remember the,
2: they have Elvis memorabilia in private times? yeah well, so, i guess it's
0: rubber chickens with pulleys in the middle yeah. i
1: just want to say uh that today is not a random day for this to come out
0: yes of course it is it is talk like a pirate day
2: international talk like a
0: pirate day
1: yes uh, or rather quick. yar
2: yar <laughs> A quick update, by the way. I mentioned at the start that uh, I had accidentally unleashed a demon. The cat is by my microphone. It's very distracting. <laughs> it, is, it is exploring my desk. This is the first time it has found its way up to this desk. Um, as predicted, sooner than predicted, <laughs> the, the cat's learning to climb. Which it's cat? really come home to roost. Uh, this is Coffee Bean. Coffee Bean. S-
0: yeah, now you're now now you know now you know Laughlin's like uh, like when we hear like the microphone being knocked over, it's like that's that's why. Uh, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> she's on the keyboard now, and now she's trying to get behind the board games. <laughs> <But> she started <laughs> pushing them out earlier.
1: Yeah, yeah. But Mike has really love going on the keyboard, so. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, it's the place you don't want them to be, so that's where they need to be.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you know they're cats, and also I point them rotten, so they do whatever the fuck they want, like Homelander.
0: Yeah, i uh, i I lock uh, I lock Darling out when I when I record a podcast. She's she's well. Also, every time she comes into my office, I go ah, 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 and then I make that noise until she leaves. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, I, I also like. When it's, when it's particularly hot, we need to leave the bedroom door open because we have, we have a, an air conditioner in the living room and we have an air conditioner in the bedroom. And when it gets very hot, like when it starts getting into the, like, the 30s into the mid 30s, um, it's like, okay, we need to have all the air conditioners going at full blast trying to just fucking cool down the house because it is so bad. Um, and when that happens, she gets into my bed and I don't like that because I have allergies. Right, right,
2: right. Yeah, that sucks.
0: Yeah, so not a fan of that. Anyway, uh, Monkey Island. Um, I am excited to play it. It's getting uh, good reviews. Um, let, let, let me, let me refresh Open Critic and just see what the current, what the current average is. Um, it looks like the current average with 26 reviews is 87 out of 100. It's pretty good.
2: Pretty dang solid.
0: So it, pe- people, broadly speaking, seem to having be having a good time. I think it's a good game. Um, I'm glad that, that, uh, it's a good game, uh, which is interesting. So I, 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 I weirdly feel pretty strongly about this, even though, uh, I was just talking to you folks about this, but like, Monkey Island isn't even like, doesn't even rank as my favorite LucasArts game. Like, lots of, I know lots and lots of people, you included, Rob, who have like, yes. very, very strong nostalgic things about it. Yes. And I have that for other LucasArts games. And I came to Monkey Island, like, later in, compared to where I came to uh, the Mm -hmm. other, other games. And so, like, I have, if this was, hey, this is another Maniac Mansion slash Day of the Tentacle, I would be losing my fucking mind. If it was, hey, here's another Sam and Max game, which, you know, obviously they've put out Sam and Max games. Um, but if it was like Hit the Road 2 or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would be, I would be, uh, shitting myself. Um, so even though this is not like my, like, peak number one, number two, number three game in the LucasArts canon, uh, I'm still pretty fucking excited about it.
2: Yeah, no. It's it's it's. Do you think there's an element of the uh, the fact that it is one of those games that we always assumed would never get made in the way that it's being? Yeah, made? I,
0: it definitely is. It because it, it, like, especially because like. Ron Gilbert is not is not known for like holding back. Yes. Um and has it's, it's been pretty clear that he's like I I I am I'm, I'm slightly exaggerating. These aren't his exact words, but his vibe has been like fuck l- fuck Lucasfilm, uh fuck Walt Disney Company, I made Monkey Island, I should be able to make a Monkey Island. Is like yeah, yeah, yeah. is basically is basically what he has said before. Is like the way IP works, so the way IP rights suck, I, these companies own this shit, I'm the one who made it, I should be able to make another game.
1: Um. And I agree with him. Good for him. Um,
0: so like, it certainly does not, it doesn't like, get, make you think like, oh yeah, he's probably gonna have a good relation with the Walt Disney Corporation.
2: <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, there's also a, I, 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 people should like probably just type it. I'm sure if you want to know the, the full thing, I I'm sure you just type in like Ron Gilbert, Steve jobs into your search engine of choice. I'm sure that it will come up, but there is a a story that I think about regularly, pretty much every time Steve jobs comes up. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to half-ass tell it to you folks because it's such a good story. Um, which is that Ron Gilbert was going to be in a, in a meeting with Steve jobs and he was being prepped with like. Listen, whatever you do, you cannot argue with Steve Jobs. He's again, I, I, these aren't the words that were actually said. I I'm I'm kind of exaggerating, but like he's a dick. You like it is it's going to devolve you can do whatever, you can say lots of things, but you can't argue with him. And then he gets into the room with him in the meeting and like the fir- the and like Ron Gilbert is like introduced as like he's this person who makes video games and like the first thing out of Steve Jobs' mouth is you can't tell stories with video games. And then they proceed to uh, yell at each other for the next half hour.
2: <laughs> great. Uh,
0: yes. Um so yeah, unsurri- unsurprisingly, uh, that is, is something that I think about regularly, but um, I, I'm excited to play Return to Monkey Island. It is out on PC, it is out on Switch, presumably it will come to other places, right? You'd you don't think make so, it now. and then not put it on like the iPhone, right?
2: That's going to be on, yeah, that's going to be on every device available uh, within five years.
0: Yeah, you, you you it would be silly not to um yeah I'm, I'm excited about that and, and rob you seem to be broadly like hey this is on my list when i get around to it i'm looking forward
2: to it oh it's definitely definitely on the list yeah it's uh it's it's come to an unfortunate month oh coffee beans back up um but yes it's uh 100 something that i am going to get to by the end of the year
0: yeah because rob what are your what are your thoughts on the on the extant monkey islands
2: Oh, so uh, Monkey Island 2 is the one that I grew up with and I think is by some distance the absolute best. Um,
1: I agree 100%. with you on
2: that one. I agree 100%. Monkey Island 1 is also very good. It was mm-hmm. I, I came to it after Monkey Island 2, and it felt a little bit more slight. It certainly doesn't feel as finished, but it's got enough of the DNA and all of the things that I really, really like about Monkey Island that I'm like, yes, absolutely brilliant. Um, Curse of Monkey Island, Monkey Island 3, is, I would say... Um, it feels like a diversion, but a good diversion. It feels a little bit more like a kids' cartoon, like morning TV show, but in a way that I quite like. It's still witty. It's still funny. It's very. It's a no- little Mass Effect Andromeda
0: e in that, like, bit, yeah, in that it's like, listen, most of the stuff you like is still here. There's just some fucked up. shit.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that, that's a fairly good way of putting it. And yeah, I liked Mass Effect Andromeda. I liked Curse of Monkey Island. I yeah. was also, to be clear, about 11 when I played it. So that's yeah, 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 like yeah, the of right course. age for it as well. Um, and Escape from Monkey Island is the only other one that I've got uh, first hand experience with, which I enjoyed at the time that it was new to me. I think I was just happy to be playing New Monkey Island. It's certainly by some distance the weaker of the four that I have played. Oh. And I don't like the thing that it does of going, oh, here are all the characters from Monkey Island 1. You know, like, oh, you've got to assemble a crew. Well, here's this person from the first game. Here's this person from the first game. And yeah, the 3D didn't look great. The, the controls weren't great. I still have some fond memories of it, but uh, I, I think it's, yeah, by some distance, the weaker. But yeah, there's, there's four games that I enjoyed. Yeah, I, I can't
1: help but I agree 100% or so. The, the, the second one was... The, one of the very first video games that I've ever played same yeah yeah
0: And, and I, I would say I mostly agree. The, the exception is I didn't, I never really played four. I never played escape because, uh, I didn't play it when it came out. And then it was very unplayable for a long time. And it is my understanding that things are slightly better because I know, like, it's like, like, uh, like break, it's like a break off of scum VM to make residue VM, I think. Um, that, that these are the people that they, were, there's, you know, community people trying to make, Escape from Monkey Island and Grim Fandango more playable and modern stuff. Of course, Grim Fandango has been like remastered, so it is regularly playable on modern things. Um, so I, I, I never got around to playing Escape From, but, uh, I did play, uh, Tales of Monkey Island, the, the Telltale game, and yeah, I thought okay. that was pretty fucking good.
1: Yeah, the, the, those were, the, those are fun. However, I'm, I can't say it's, it's not in the same, like, Canon for me.
0: Yeah, I mean, certainly, like, so I do think that they had, like, hey, they had, like, talked to Ron Gilbert, and, like, he, it's not like he was, it's not like he was working on it, but they had, uh, I think he's in the credit as, like, visiting professor of monkeyology or something like that. Right, right. Um, Of, like, hey, what, tell. Talk to us about some Monkey Island shit. <laughs> um, and so I think that they, and, and, and obviously like Telltale comes from, these are like, these are people who, who are deeply, deeply, deeply attached to the Lucas Arts, uh, canon. Like, these are people who, one, like, worked in it or, or, or were like huge parts of the community. Like, Jake Rodkin, I think, is credited in this game. He's like a tester and like gets like an extra special thanks in return to Monkey Island. Um, because, like, Jake Rodkin obviously is best known for, like, making games now. But, like, I remember Jake Rodkin being, like, posting in, like, International House of Mojo or whatever. Like, the fan community shit. And he was, like, before he made games at Telltale, he was, like, community manager at Telltale. And, like, I remember when he was the community manager at Telltale! Um So, like, it is unsurprising to me that, like, oh, in 2022... When Ron Gilbert wanted to make this game, he's like, Hey, let me talk to Jake Rodkin. This person who I know has this deep, like one, deep love of Monkey Island and that those era of games. And then two has a deep understanding of making games in, in the modern world too. So it is, I am, I am entirely unsurprised that Jake Rodkin is, is credited in, in some capacity in, in Return to Monkey Island.
2: That's super cool.
0: Yeah. Um, making. <laughs> It's that, uh, like, hey, fan makes good type deal. Yeah. Um, you love to see it. Do love to see it. Um, uh, return to Monkey Island. Uh, I'm excited to play. I've been watching some stuff. Um, I caught up on all of the Taskmaster stuff. So uh, ah. I, I, I. <laughs> the the champion of champion 2 i think is the one that i had the hardest time doing so i ended up like ripping it from some streaming thing and like the frame rate was all fucked up but anyway i watched it so I'm, i now have seen all of them
2: excellent what did you think of uh the, the final episode
0: meh oh, it like really. it, it was i would say that it was like a a solid three and a half out of five
2: well that's not bad
0: yeah, no, it was not bad, it was not, I, I, I don't know if there's bad Taskmaster, if I've seen bad Taskmaster, but uh, I don't think that it is, like, top-tier Taskmaster. I think, th- I think that the previous season was some top-tier Taskmaster.
2: I think that's true. I just, uh, I just really enjoyed uh, Gamble losing his mind. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's fair. Um, uh, and then also, uh, and then I watched the, 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 um, the, whatchamacallit, the New Year's Treat? Oh, yes, yes, yes,
2: yes, yes, of course.
0: I like those a lot less.
2: Yeah, no, I agree. I think they have a feeling of like, that's a little bit of extra taskmaster. Fine. Good. Yeah. Happy to have it. But it's, it's, it's a notable dropping quality.
0: Yeah. Like, I, I get why they exist because it's like, Oh, well, we want to have these people who we couldn't really get for a whole season. And here's this opportunity to do a thing with them. But you, you lose a huge amount of the draw of it, which is like, you're building like, Little stories over time with people, and when you only have one episode to do that, you don't you don't do it. And also, these aren't comedians, so they're a lot less funny.
2: Yeah, yeah, they're a lot drier. There are one or two of them who were reasonably funny. I think uh, was it Nicola Coughlin? There was um, there's uh, a very long time since I watched it, but there was one person who was uh, who who I felt like had seen the show and enjoyed it. But yeah, um, yeah, it's it's certainly it's got a it's got a slightly weird vibe
0: yes good all good all worth watching but certainly not it's not peak taskmaster
2: yeah 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 that's fair
0: um so that's good watch that been watching more qi i'm in the second series of qi only more racism <laughs> oh, good. the racism has increased Eesh. So, yeah, so bad. N- would... i think that's That'd 2004 be... maybe yeah sounds about right um, so, oh, lots, lots and lots of doing like East Asian accents. Not great. Oh, no. Not great. Let me tell you what. Um, and also Stephen Fry. Sure seems to like some, uh, some imperialism.
2: Yes, I, uh, (laughs) I am, uh... Unsurprised. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, uh, mm, a lot
0: of him, like, and here is my grandfather, sir, what's his nose? And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh, right, so (laughs) your family is really into the establishment, right, right, right. Uh, and I also saw some tweets about see, unrelated to me watching it. Just when the Queen died, some uh some blubbering tweets from Stephen Fry crying because the Queen's dead. And I'm like oh. Stephen Fry,
2: you're making me like you less. Yeah, I saw that and had a slightly similar reaction. Yeah,
0: like mm, you're you're being less cool, Stephen Fry. <laughs> Have you considered fin- the shut the fuck I up strategy? Um, yeah, um, and then, so I, but we also have been watching, uh, Be and Cat. but BM and Cat um, is from, uh, Natasha Allegri, she worked on, uh, what, Adventure Time, and she made Be and Cat. uh, it was, I think it was, I think initially it was, like, Kickstarted, and so there was some stuff on YouTube, we watched that a long time ago, years and years and years ago, um, there's some, like, uh, like, uh, Trade paperbacks type stuff of B and Puppy Cat. And so we were all the fan of that. And uh, it turns out they did they did just like a whole kind of like a whole reboot of of B and Puppy Cat. And uh they put it out on Netflix. So now you can just watch a whole bunch of B and Puppy Cat on Netflix now. And uh, we're we've been watching that probably like four episodes in. And um it's cool and um uh like kind of detached from reality in a good way.
2: So yeah, adventure time adjacent then, a little bit. Yes. Or- yeah.
0: Yes, definitely. Like not only in like the aesthetic as Adventure Time adjacent, but there is definitely some like, hey, there's some like unexplained magic shit happening. Don't worry about it.
2: To what extent is it a children's show versus a general general? I would say not.
0: I would say it is a show that children can watch. Yeah, it is definitely Super Duper not a children's show.
2: Okay, okay, that's really good. It's
0: um, yeah. is there. There is like. It's like largely it is. It is. This is like this is for twenty-somethings who are
2: depressed. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. The real Akuma. Uh,
0: yes, yeah. yes.
2: Perfect. Extreme,
0: extremely real
2: Akuma. Mm. Okay, well, I'm I'm dead into that then. I I'd seen the thumbnails on uh, on Netflix and thought that looks like that might be nice. Um, but I, yeah, I, I, I like the Adventure Time that I have seen, but it has always felt like Saturday morning kids' Day cartoon. And hey, that's what it is. That's not me criticizing it for being yeah. It's just it's, it's just it's just
0: a, a genre of thing that you're not like extremely
2: tuned into. Uh, yeah, I'm delighted that it exists. And when I've dipped in and out of it, I've gone. That's a really nice episode of a. Joke. It's kind
0: of like an Avatar thing, where it's like, listen, this seems like a well done kids thing, but this is a kids thing.
2: Oh yeah, Avatar. Avatar does manage to transcend that for me as you know but yes yes it's, it's yeah similar similar level um
0: so yeah i, I would definitely say like a lot of talking about like uh, uh of like a a coming of age uh um a, very much like a your first time out and you're like kind of like failing and and uh like you know spinning uh not not being able to like find your way in the in the world and like the the difficult world um i, I would say that this it would probably like the the storyline stuff would probably vibe with me if i was a decade younger mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um but i would say that lots of the writing i mean like really anytime puppy <laughs> when puppy cat is not on the screen the audience should be asking where's puppy cat
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. um puppy cat's great and also, I think that now that you're now that you're on that cat tip, you're gonna enjoy puppy puppy cat even more. Excellent. Okay. The, that's like that's the cool. amount of this is an adorable being. This is so cute. I want to take care of it. And also, it's such a fucking dick. <laughs>
2: Perfect.
0: <laughs> um, which is which I would say, Laughlin. I don't know if you agree, but I would say canonically, the cat experience is this is a wonderful fluffy creature that I want to take care of, but also they're huge dicks.
1: Mm, no. I mean, yeah, okay. Yeah. (laughs)
3: That didn't last long.
1: Uh, uh, It really depends on the cat. Sure. The cats that I have now, they're absolutely adorable, never huge digs, But, uh, yeah, it's been known to happen.
0: Absolutely. Uh, yes, that is, that's certainly my experience with cats. So be a puppy cat, pretty good. If you have Netflix, uh, watch it. And then if you don't have Netflix, um, I'm, I'm pretty sure you can still find the earlier stuff on YouTube. So if you don't have Netflix and you want to try it for free, you can try it on YouTube. Um, and I would say that, like, don't worry too much about, like, (sighs) the timelines or whatever. Um, and Mm -hmm. like, hey, when does this happen? When does this occur on a timeline? Don't, think about that too hard um and i think that broadly the animation is is of a similar aesthetic but i would i would wager that this stuff that they were doing that they released on netflix which i think they were going to release on some other streaming service but then (sighs) netflix picked them up and they did additional stuff additional work i want to say that stuff is is um higher end like they had more money to spend and Mm -hmm. the earlier stuff they had less money to spend but i think both of them look fine um look totally fine so being cat, I think Rob, I I think if you if you liked Relacoma, then there's no there's no reason for you not to like being Puppy Cat.
2: Excellent, cool. I will uh, be on that before you know it. Uh
0: and then uh uh before we wrap up, I just want to say um I'm I am back on my bullshit for uh the EU. Not not the European Union, uh, but the the Star Wars expanded universe before <laughs> uh the mouse bought it. <laughs> I yes. uh I am now I'm now rereading some like I don't know some like late odds. EU,
2: oh man.
0: Because I'm like, man, you know what makes me feel good thinking about Midorians? No, (laughs) what makes me feel good is thinking about characters that don't exist anymore in Star Wars. I'm like, man, when was the last time I heard from fucking Jaina? Jaina Solo, give me on that Jaina Solo tip. And so I'm re- reading some of those books because I haven't heard from Jaina in a long time. So <laughs> that's what I'm doing. Uh, already we are we are running a little bit late. So let's wrap this sucker up. Rob, where can people find you on the internet?
2: Soundcloud.com forward slash Rob D.
0: Webster. Uh, if you want to see... Oh, I'm sorry. It's been a long time. Uh, Laughlin, where can people find you on the internet?
1: Uh, on Instagram. it's uh, Thanks.
0: Uh, and if you want to see what I do, head over to Ramp Bruner. For The Weekly Roar, I'm Grant Brunner. I'm Rob Webster. That's Laughlin. Have a good one.
3: It's loud with the shop back on You'll be okay she will be upstairs With the TV You can cry and I probably won't hear you Because it's loud with the shop back
0: on